Welcome to the Giants Huddle. Get him in the huddle, get him in the huddle, get him in the huddle. A New York Giants podcast. I'm John Schmelke and welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle podcast. Today's guest is Giants safety Jabril Peppers. But before we get to Jabril, I want to remind you that we are on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you go there, subscribe, make us part of your feed, add us to your favorites list. And as you do that, it'll help make the podcast bigger and better than ever. And of course, you can also find us on Giants.com with the Giants mobile app. And now we're joined by Giants safety, Jabril Peppers. Jabril, what's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, we're good, Jabril. What's up, man? I'm all right. all right, let's start with this. You know, we know how much turnover there was on this defense in the offseason, right? A lot of new players. And it takes the coordinator time to learn about you guys and for you guys to learn what the coordinator wants to do. Absolutely. How did those two things kind of come together over the last few weeks where we've seen some of the improvements in the defense that we've seen? I think it just comes down, down to exactly what you said. I think he's learning, you know, what, what certain guys are more comfortable with, um, you know, who who plays the best technique in this, this coverage versus that coverage. And, uh, you know, I definitely think we're getting a feel for how he likes to call the games down in distances, you know, uh, things that he know that we're comfortable with, things that we know we run well and, you know, we don't have to think and just play fast. So, you know, it, it, it's definitely come together. But, you know, I, I definitely think it's still more room to improve. Absolutely. I kind of saw a sea change. I think it was halftime of the Bucks game where I saw a lot fewer blitzes from then on out and in the future and a more zone than cover one and, and things like that. Are those some of the types of changes you're talking about where talent met scheme to make everything work together? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't exactly, you know, say it like that. You know, I, I think that How would you characterize for, it? For for every team, you know, they struggle with something. Sure. You know. Um it just happened to be Tampa Bay. You know, they struggle with more zone pressure looks or straight drop zone looks. And, you know, we made it hard on Jameis a little bit as opposed to the Washington where, you know, we played those guys more man to man. You know, so I, I definitely think it comes down to the game plan, the scheme, what the, what the opposing offenses like to see versus what they don't like to see. Um, and a combination of, you know, the coordinator knowing his players and vice versa. So definitely made some, you know, adjustments in that game. And, you know, I think that was definitely the, the – the start of, you know, us actually, you know, starting to work better and cohesion, absolutely. And we're definitely seeing fewer plays over the top against you guys. Yes, sir. Keeping things in front of you. But that also means you have to tackle better. Yes, sir. That was an issue a couple weeks ago. It got yes, better versus New England. How are you guys trying to fix that? And how important is tackling well to the style you're trying to play defensively? Oh, it's, it's, it's everything, man. You know, especially if you're going to take away the, the deep the deep threats and make them check it down, you know, you have to go down and make those routine tackles. Um, you know, it, it you can't really simulate tackling in practice, you know, because it's the it's the league, but, you know, it's certain things that you can do in practice to simulate tackling. Taking a good angle to the ball, um, you know, running running a guy down or wrapping wrapping the ball carrier up, even if you don't have equipment on, you know, just to build those those good habits, taking great angles, you know, just things like that. But to our style of play, that tackling is is definitely essential. And one thing I, other thing I thought you did well against New England was situational defense. If you're going to maybe be a little bit more bend but don't break, right? Yep. You have to be good on third down, Absolutely. and you have to be good in the red zone. Yes, sir. You held to New England zero two on fourth downs. They only scored on three of their six red zone opportunities. Yes, sir. How important is that moving forward to well, keep that up? You know, we were at the bottom of the barrel in the red zone defense and getting off the field. Um, you know, for a while. I think up until like week three or four. So, you know, our coaches definitely made that a big point of emphasis. You know, to win to win in this league, you have to be good in the red zone. You have to be good on third down. It's no if and buts about it. You know, you have to 
have those four point swings where let's say they get a turnover and you know and they're in our territory you know instead of them getting seven they get three you know and if you do that twice you know that's a that's a big point swing and same thing on third down man we we struggled on third down early um but you know i definitely think that we've gotten it together you know just learning how each other plays because that's that's another big thing we have to learn how each other plays practice you can't really simulate a game and practice is different like you can, but you can't. Game speed is always going to, you know, be be what it is. But I definitely think that a combination of those things and us being mindful of it um, definitely wanted to make that a point, of emphasis, a point of emphasis for us to do that. And it probably didn't make it easy when you lose about three linebackers over the course of two weeks. Of the yeah, day, but, yeah, you right? know, next man up, you know, you can't make <laughs> any excuses, man. You know, it, it, it definitely sucks, but, you know, it, it, if you're good enough to be on a 53 or to, you know, wear, wear a jersey in this league, then, you know, there should be no drop-off, you know. At the end of the day, you know, we, we know what it is, but, you know, next man up, man. You got to come in and, you know, fill those shoes without missing a beat. And now Alec is back and David Mayo's done a great job coming yes, in too. How about the younger guys in your secondary? DeAndre Baker, uh, Grant Haley only in his second year. And then the guys we haven't seen on defense a lot, but you're seeing them in practice, the Corey Ballantines, the Julian Loves. Yes, How do you see those guys progressing? They're definitely progressing, man. Um, you know, like like I said, they're, they're one play away from playing. So, you know, I, those guys, I tell the guys all the time, definitely prepare like you're going to be playing, man. Because um, all of this is one injury, one play away. Now you're in there. You don't want to be in there and not know what to do. And, you know, you be the guy that they're picking on. That's not a good feeling. Um, but, you know, they've been taking a, taking taking the reps, um, doing a great job of with their study and their, their film session. And, um, you know, when it's their time, I, I, I know they'll be ready and perform. Watching you on tape like I do every Monday after each game, I feel like every week you're one step quicker getting reading things, getting to the line, get where you need to go. Yes, sir. Are you at your ultimate comfort level knowing what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to be on this defense where now everything's instinctual? Definitely now. Um, you know, before I still had to think a little bit, you know, because, you know, you, you would like to prepare for everything in practice, but in the game, you know, it's going to be something that you you don't, you didn't see or that they didn't put on tape that they just specifically game plan for you. Um, and when you don't really understand the defense is thorough as you want to, it kind of slows you down a bit. So, you know, I just had to put the extra time in, um, really, really understand not only my job, but what the guys around me are doing as well. And that's and that's what I mean. You know, I knew what I had to do, but it's just when you know where your help is going to be, when you know you could cheat a little bit this way because you got a dropper coming to you or, you know, things like that, it allows you to play faster and take more chances to make plays. Um, so that's, that's just been my motto, man, just – Try to make the plays, take chances, but don't hurt the team. And, uh, you know, play to my leverage and, and utilize it to play fast. Speaking of playing to your leverage, one thing that I love watching you do, and fans have asked me why you do it, I'll let you explain it to them. When guys like to run outside on these pitch plays, mm -hmm. you take that outside blocker and you just lay that dude out. I saw yeah. you put Adam Thielen on his butt against the Vikings. Yeah. I think it was the second play of the game Definitely. against Minnesota. But fans are like, why is he going after the ball? Yeah. Why don't you explain to fans what you're doing on those types of well, plays? Well, I mean, it's it's different types of tracks is what we like to call it. You know, um, so that that play, they, they had a receiver come instead of a pulling guard mm -hmm. or a pulling center or whatever that they usually do. And, you know, as a safety or a linebacker, you never want to let a, line, uh, a, a wide receiver block you. Um, and that was a play that I had saw on tape that they ran. Um, I just had to make sure that, you know, Thielen wasn't going to wheel up because if he would have wheeled up, that would have been my responsibility. 
But, you know, I saw him come across. I saw him eyeing me. I took my angle on the ball track. So if you saw when I hit Thielen, I automatically bounced off and hit the ball carrier because I took the track that the ball carrier was on. Um, and sometimes you can beat the block and, and, and meet and meet the ball carrier there on the track, but now you're you're taking chances with it getting outside of you or, you know, a, a big play happening. And, you know, sometimes if I get a pulling guard, you know, I like to take those guys out low um, and just, you know, cause a, a pile of bodies in the hole or, you know, a distortion to make the running back stop his feet, cut it back, or if he has to widen it, you know, we like guys running east and west instead of north and south. So. And you want to force them to your help too, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, that's just the that's just the main thing of it. And sometimes, you know, you just got to play ball out there. Um, you know, be instinctual. All right, let's talk about the Cardinals coming up here. Talk about instinctual. Kyler Murray, he is an interesting player and a pretty absolutely. unique player. Absolutely. Uh, reminds me of almost a, a little bit of a quicker version of Russell Wilson. The way he kind of runs back there, creates time. What are the added pressure a guy like that puts on you as a safety that uses his legs not just to run, but to create time to throw that big ball down the field? Well, now you know you got to cover guys for at least, you know, as opposed to three to four seconds. Now it's more six to seven seconds. Um, and that's really difficult in this league, you know, with, with some of the athletes they have. Um, so, you know, we have to do a great job of, you know, keeping them bottled up, um, you know, making them uncomfortable back there as opposed to just – you know, running, running where he wants to, setting his feet and firing it, you know, because he has a real strong arm. He can make all the throws. So, you know, that definitely puts pressure on you on the back end. But, you know, we've been through so much this year, man. We, we're prepared and we're ready for anything, man. You know, we we know we're all we got. We know the potential we have. And we know what happens when we all play on one accord and communicate effectively. So, you know, we're not really worried about, you know, what as as much as what they're going to do. But, we know that if we do what we're supposed to do, when we're supposed to do it, how we're supposed to do it, we know that things are going in our favor. I know how much you watch tape, which is why I love asking you about it. Watching Murray, for me, I thought the first few weeks at Oklahoma, he didn't get a lot of pressure, right? Yeah. He had this big wall in front of him. He's yeah. sitting back there doing whatever he wants. Yeah. He got sacked 20 times his first four games. Last yeah. two weeks, just once. Yeah. His pocket presence to me has really improved throughout Absolutely. the year. Absolutely. Well, you, when you get sacked that much, <laughs> it has to. You know, it kind of has to. But, um, you know, I, I, I've noticed the same thing. You know, I, but I, I think it's just more so a rookie quarterback getting adjusted to the, to the game, you know, because this isn't college. You know, you got linebackers who can, you know, cut that angle down in a, in a jiffy. Not so much in college, but now in the league, you know, you got guys running four four four, even some guys running four three. You he know? isn't the best athlete on the field yeah. anymore. So, you know, it it, it it definitely that definitely plays a big part of it. But, you know, like you said, he wasn't used to getting pressured as much. And when he did get pressured pressured in college, he just used his legs and I ran everyone. You know, and now people are scheming him up to, you know, only force him to one side and, you know, things like that. But I think he's done a great job of responding. You know, they're 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 what is it, pass protection coordinator or something like that, you know, they're, he's doing a great job of, you know, keeping them clean and moving them off the, moving them to certain spots. They do a great job of that now. You know, one time he'll boot here, then he'll boot all the way out to the right, or he'll boot all the way out to the left. They do a great job of disguising their their play actions that look exactly like their runs, you know, just to give them that little extra second of time and give them the whole field to see. But like you said, man, he's definitely developed a, you know, a great pocket presence and you know and to me it looks like he's trying to show people that he can throw from the pocket you know because it's been some times where I feel like he would have scrambled in college but now he you know stepped stepped up a little bit 
know, knows he's going to take a little hit, but he's he's firing an accurate ball. And he does those know? little figure eights and yeah. he stays in the pocket, yeah. right? Yeah, so that's definitely showing, showing, showing something, man. So, you know, we're, we're, we're watching it. You know, we're taking everything into account. And, uh, you know, we're going to come up with the best plan possible to slow him down. You mentioned college. How much did you face this air raid system when you were in Michigan? How much experience do you have with uh, it? And what are the fundamentals you need to yeah, execute man, to slow I was, down? Yeah, man, I was just talking about this to the guys, man. I'm like, this is going to feel like a college game. <laughs> you know, uh, Does it look like the same thing? It is. It, it, is? it, it is. You know, spacing-wise, um, you know. It's a it's a numbers game, you know. If they if they see a heavy box, they're gonna pick up and throw the bubble, or they're gonna pick up and throw the now. If the box is kind of light, they're gonna run it in there. If they see our edge isn't playing, you know, proper QB containing or run a zone read and pull it around with a with an arc block with it. So, you know, it's it's, it's definitely a a a, a college, um, you know, system. I think they tweak some things, um, you know, and. Also, you know, game plan. It's going to be things in their game plan wise week to week that they do that we have to be ready for. Um, but other than that, man, you just got to be great space tacklers, have your eyes right, and play fast, run to the ball, populate the ball, man. That's how you deal deal with this this spacey air 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 raid attack. Two weapons I want to ask you about. The first is David Johnson. We know yes, he's a great runner. Yes, sir. But they will put him start him in the backfield, mm-hmm. motion him out, yep. and this guy's. Running back shoulder yeah. fade, yeah, no, he's wide excellent. receiver He's routes. excellent in the pass game. He's he really is. Game. So what's the challenge in terms of dealing with him when he motions out? They're trying to figure out what you guys are doing defensively with man or zone and things mm-hmm. like that. How do you handle a guy like Johnson who's so multifaceted? Well, first you just you disguise the looks. So just by motioning him out, they're not going to know if we're in man or man or zone. Sometimes they will, but, you know, not not all the time. And, you know, you just got to go out there and compete. You know, you can't look at him as a running back running routes. You know, he's a wide receiver. He goes through the route tree. They don't just have him do stick routes, option routes, or goals just to eat up space. <laughs> you know, he actually is in the progression. If they like the matchup, they're going to take it. Um, so, you know, we know when he's split out wide that more times than not, he's probably either the first read or the second read. And then once Kyler starts scrambling around, you know, you got a plaster, but – just go out there, compete. Don't think of him as a running back. Think of him as another receiver out there or a tight end or whatever you want to get in your head and go out there and, and compete on the ball. Now, you weren't around Larry Fitzgerald when he was coming up, but why do you think a guy like him has been able to sustain his greatness the way he has where he's so super productive when he's talking about retirement? Yeah, I mean, I, all the stories I hear about him, man, they just say he's a workhorse, ultimate pro, take care of his body. Um, you know, good and, and too, he does, man. yeah, he cool. does, he does all the, he does all the little things right. You know, he he, he gets separation. He might not be the fastest receiver anymore, but he gets that separation with his route running. He knows how to use his body. He understand coverages where the soft spots are. You know, he runs a lot of those middle middle of the field reads. So he he knows if it's too high, he's going to take the top off through the middle. You know, if it's wide, he's going to sit it down, or you know, vice versa. So. I think that he's just been a knowledgeable guy of the game, man. He take care of his body. He makes plays, and he understands how to make plays. So if you understand how to make plays and you make those plays in this league, you're going to always find yourself a job. Jabril, tremendous insight. We appreciate the time yes, sir, today, I appreciate man. it. That's Giant Safety Jabril Peppers. We want to thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Giant Subtle Podcast. And one more reminder, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast, and leave a positive review if you're so inclined. For Jabril Peppers, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time on the John Settle Podcast. Adios.